Hey, potential podcast listeners. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, then our sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, safe, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise with BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you do is simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in just under 48 hours. After that, you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. Join the over 3 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Our listeners will get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash potential. That's betterhelp.com slash potential. Once again, that's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash potential. Take charge of your mental health with BetterHelp. And remember, know your potential. Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm joined by my co-hosts and familiar Taylor Sokol. Today we're reviewing the comedy horror film Renfield. This was written by Ryan Ridley and directed by Chris McKay. The story by Robert Kirkman. So we got news of this movie coming out. And of course the big fun thing was that Nicolas Cage was going to be playing Dracula. And uh, just the perfect actor to helm that role. Uh, but more of a film based on the viewpoint of Renfield, who, of course, from the famous story by Bram Stoker, is the familiar who's kind of his uh, servant, if you will, in a modern up, you know, take on the whole story with some definitely, from the trailers at least, much more gory action, uh, kind of in a goofball John Wick way. So, Taylor, what is a brief synopsis of Renfield? So we're playing the film of Renfield from his perspective after serving 90 years as Dracula's familiar and kind of his like lackey um, and dependent, really. He's come to realize um, there's more to life than this. I'm, you know, I'm in this, I'm in this toxic relationship. I need to get out of it. And um, he goes about, you know, joining this 12 uh, step program and, and trying to break away from Dracula's hold on him. We also have this other subplot here uh, with Aquafina's character, who she plays a young kind of rookie cop who, after her father has you know died on the on the job, she's you know trying to kind of get his killer just uh, get justice for you know his killer um, or from his killer, and you know trying to stop the corruption within the the police force with. Um, a big gang, you know, the Lobos, um, as they're trying to um, take down this whole family. So, and these two characters kind of intersect uh, in that. So, 
Yeah, when we heard about this film, when I saw the trailer, I was super excited. Um, knowing Nick's Cage from, <laughs> this was definitely a role that was really, you know, kind of meant for for his over the topness. Um, Nick Cage has, has talked about his love of Bram Stoker, Dracula, obviously his work of his uncle in um, of Dracula, Bram Stoker's, and you know, this is definitely in the over the top role seeing okay this is gonna be a fun already commie there's gonna be a lot of gore a lot of fun very excited about that starting to watch this film the first bit's really great and then it kind of veers off into some other stuff you know you got the title character and you got um it's not going to be a great film when your you know main character in the poster is kind of sidelined for most of the film well it's kind of choppy i think at first and what i really appreciated was them doing an homage to the classic Dracula and they really do kind of play it off. Like mm -hmm. where are those characters from that film you've seen, you know, now in modern day. So they do a whole black and white of like him first meeting Dracula and, you know, Nicholas Holt is kind of uh, narrating this whole, like I first met him when I was a lawyer in London and I went to go do this deal and he, you know, mesmerized me. And then, and what was great was they, actually took footage you know this is a universal movie they took actual footage from the movie and just implanted nick cage and nick holt in uh which i thought was really neat and i was like i wanted more of that that's actually what this movie should have been i think it would have been a better version of this movie it was just t retelling dracula and after about 20 minutes 30 minutes then setting it in modern day and having him just be dracula because, yes, this whole plot line with this mob situation, uh, which I, I get why they were trying to, like, they wanted to connect something to modern day. I feel like they they needed filler. Um, you know, a lot of people reviewed this movie and said it feels like two different movies. You have the Dracula Renfield story, and you have the mob cop story. And, yes, they intersect and they overlap, but it just, I mean, like, for one thing, I love Ben Schwartz. You know, love him and, and all his comedy and stuff. You can't watch this movie and not picture Sonic the Hedgehog the entire time. Like, he's just screaming in the <laughs> yeah. high-pitched voice that he does for Sonic this entire movie. And I get it's a comedy, but, you know, for them to be like, oh, he's the mob son who's kind of, like, leading this whole thing. He's kind of the, the, the central douchebag character. He's too, like, I can't see Ben Schwartz being this, like, mob guy. Like, he had all these tattoos and the slick hair. And it just, like, it didn't work for me. I was like, he's funny, but yeah. I would imagine mm -hmm. more of, like, a tough guy. Like, it almost would have been funnier to have someone like Jason Statham or someone that's, like, an actual tough and guy. And he does comedy well. We've seen that in And I then Spy. can do comedy um, and being like, this is not Dracula. What are you talking about? And it's like, no, I am Dracula. You know? I, it was like, oh, my God, guys, look, it's Dracula. <laughs> I agree. Well, here's the thing is, although this is a comedy, the cop stuff is like taking it either too seriously, trying to be funny or too funny. It's trying to take itself seriously. So, you know, and I, I when I'm watching this, I'm like, there's other cop parodies that have done a good job making it funny, like the movie, The Other Guys, where they could have leaned on it. Mm -hmm. You know, these scenes with the cop stuff are like, OK, there's no way that he wouldn't get you know, take it in because he's found with all this cocaine in one scene and literally he's like chucking bricks of cocaine at cops. Okay. That's little. Okay. And then they kind of explained it away, but yeah, the casting was kind of 
you know, off and weird. So I didn't find that stuff funny. You know, I kept wanting to like, okay, let's get back to the, to the Dracula stuff. And I thought, okay, here's a great opportunity, you know, have that, you know, maybe, you know, different casting, maybe take itself maybe almost too seriously that it's funny mm-hmm. and not try to make it funny. And I think that what they should have leaned on is not just the Bram Stoker Dracula stuff and the Bela Lugosi. They should have parodied a lot more vampire stuff throughout, like maybe, you know, kind of parody interview the vampire, do more of that stuff. And kind of, because there's some great scenes where I wanted them to put more of the budget of, you see these great scenes where Dracula bursts into bats or when he, he does all these cool mm. stuff. I would have loved putting more of the budget of that and more, if you wanted to have Nick Cage's Dracula dealing with modern stuff more like, what is this or something like that? And it would just kind of been funny um, where this film really does shine is not just Nicholas Cage as Dracula, but his uh, dynamic with Nicholas Holtz Renfield. I do like some of their, their dialogue and a lot of their little back and forth, um, especially like, Oh yeah. yeah. It's just so it's funny, brilliant. especially the scene that's yeah. where it was funny. That's where, like, and I love that because he is in the support group. You know, everyone is viewing his problem like it's a, he's like, yeah, my boss is really controlling and stuff. He's like, oh, he's a narcissist. He has not, he has no thoughts of your feelings. It's just all about yeah. him. And so he's like coming to terms like maybe I can have a better life. And, and he like cuts his hair and puts on like a colorful sweater and has this colorful apartment. And then Nick Cage shows up and he's like, drinking this like martini of eyeballs and blood and he's like like Red you're supposed to be bringing me you know where's my nuns where's my stuff and he's like but no you know and this it whole big fight scene but it was very it wasn't fight with like punches it was like a dialogue heavy wonderful scene yeah. and the thing with Nick Cage is yes he's giving some over-the-top acting from here and there in the film but he has the best acting of the film yes. like you know Nick Holt was fine Nick Cage is the reason you go see this movie. Mm-hmm. And there's even things where, like, they play up tr- uh, the, the tropes of, like, when Dracula's really injured, he needs to take, you know, a long time to regain his full strength. And they play some fun stuff with makeup and prosthetics. And one of the visuals that I absolutely loved in this film, which is why I wish they just had stuck with more of the Dracula side and not this other crap, you know, he usually has this giant castle in Transylvania, but they've had to move from place to place to place, and they're in this, like, huge abandoned hospital, and they've made it into, like, his lair, mm-hmm. and there's this gorgeous gothic, like, throne with, like, all these blood yeah. bags, like, behind him, and the visual of that alone, I was like, that was pretty cool. I just love the idea of this sick decrepit like you know dracula that's not quite all there and he has this huge throne room with like all these blood bags and you know i was like that was really cool i wish we explored more of that you know i wish we could have done stuff where like they go through the hospital and other dead bodies wake up and there's more vampires to fight and yeah just you know some of the gore even the although some of the fight scenes were fun I, I'm never like a big fan of a movie when it the gore is completely fake. Like, like you can just tell the big sloppy over the top blood is like if if you're gonna go for yeah. it, go it for it. Like, like, me... It kinda looked like kinda like an animated gore. Like a like an animated yeah, it adult show. It didn't look a real blood. No, it was like you know? I'm okay with like over the top gore, but if you're gonna do it, make mm. it look real. And especially when it's a vampire film that you know, I 
I mean, we've seen really good stuff like with um, Zombieland where it's gore, but it looks real- realistic. And yeah, that was a little like mm. it was a little too fake. Um, but yeah, I was really I was really kind of bummed out about that. And, you know, that's where I, I, I see the movie kind of falter because it kind of was like you said, it was choppy it was all over the place. We've got two plots going together uh, kind of against each other. And so I kept wanting to be like one of those movies where I wish I could fast forward right now or rewind back to the Nick Cage part or into this thing. So I feel like they didn't lean into the vampire parody. They could have made this an all out. Not yeah. obviously Bram Stoker's is the kind of the centerpiece, but they could have done so much more like make fun of like, okay, they're in Louisiana. Let's make fun of true blood. Let's make fun of interview the vampire. Let's do them all. Um, or even like twilight. Yeah, they were. Yeah. They're in new Orleans and they don't really do anything with it. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it like, could have been any city. It could have been any city. Even you talking about vampire lore, I mean, obviously they they kind of do stuff with like a, a like a, a protection uh, salt circle, yeah, salt circle and thing, yeah. with salt and um, you know, obviously from kind of from the books, they kind of do a fun thing. They see in the trailer where Renfield's like, um, if I you know eat an insect, I kind of get parts of his power, which helps me fight. Uh, which kind of turns them into a little kind of the John Wick that we see throughout the film. But like nothing to do with steaks, nothing to do with garlic, yeah. you know, like what is this? Oh, it's garlic bread. Don't touch that. You know, like yeah. they, they could have, there could have been more play with that. Um, and this is why, again, it just feels like, like the typical Hollywood, just we dished out something, but there is these moments that really shine. And I wish, I just wish that was the movie. I would have been totally fine with it, but still being called Renfield and from his perspective and going to the support group, but I just wish it was more Dracula because the reason to see this film is to see Nick Cage. He's a lot of fun to watch. And it's like, you look at Bella Lugosi and think of like the time that he did that movie, the look, you know, it takes a certain actor to really play that kind of role. And I feel like, like after seeing this, I'm like, I wish Nick Cage would get a chance to do a full Dracula movie. Yeah. Just because... He would or kill even him. yeah no pun intended or a pun literally <laughs> uh, or even like or even like movie he's playing Lugosi I could see him doing a really good yeah that'd be like a biopic see, you know, or like a biopic yeah. um so so you know overall I mean it was fine it was you know had some fun moments I loved Nick Cage in it uh, Nicole did fine uh the rest was just kind of a mess and uh it's kind of what to be expected when they can't fill out a full 90 minute movie with Dracula material, they have to stuff in some other random crap. So for me, I guess at the end of the day, it's going to sit like a, you know, I'll give it like a seven out of 10. Yeah. Borderline 6.5. I'm going to go. Yeah. Borderline 6.57 for me. Cause it just, you know, Nick cage is the only thing that's saving it from a full six or five. So, yeah. but that was, uh, that was our take. Uh, you can go yourself and check out Renfield. And that is out in theaters now. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture entertainment and nerdum and remember know know your your potential. potential